But Galatians 4.30. First, we're going to start there. Galatians 4.30 and 31. But 31st in the King James, and then we'll get over to the Amplified. Thank you, Jesus. Whoops. I can get there first. Thank you, Lord. Come on, tablet. Don't feel me now. <laughs> Mita, do we have it? Mm, not yet. Okay. Almost. <laughs> I want to get there. <laughs> Praise his name. Nevertheless, what saith the scripture? Cast out the bondwoman and her son, for the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. So then, brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, but of the free. Can we get that in the Amplified and why this is important? But what does the scripture say? Cast out and send away the slave woman and her son, for never shall the son of the slave woman be heir and share the inheritance with the son of the free woman. So, brethren, we who are born again, we who are born again, <laughs> are not children of a slave woman, the natural, but of the free, the supernatural, the supernatural. All day long, even when we're resting, we are children of the supernatural. Come on, say it after me. I am a child of the supernatural. Why is that important? That is important because when situations arise, you've got a choice. Are you going to respond in the natural or are you going to respond supernatural? You've got a choice. And when you have this choice, it can go either way. You're the deciding witness. The word says so. But when you respond to situations and circumstances against the natural and your response is against the natural, then it causes, a, it, it causes a supernatural manifestation, an immediate supernatural manifestation because you've decided to operate, you've decided to speak, you've decided to walk, you've decided to move outside of what was right in front of you. And that will elicit, that will draw, that will bring a supernatural immediate response that God has already provided for you. Right. But you gotta know what you have. And I know you're like, what is she talking about? Good stuff, trust me. Galatians 3.29, we talked about it last week. It says, now we're in Christ, we are Abraham's seed, and we are heirs according to the promise. So because we are in him, we are supposed to live in the supernatural. You, you're not in the spot anymore where you respond natural. All right. This is not your place. I don't care what it looks like, this is not your place. When something comes up, you are to respond supernatural. That is your response. No, I don't care what, doctor, what the doctor says. I hear what you say. The fact may be that, but the truth is, I am already healed by the stripes of Jesus. You've got a thing to say about that. That's responding outside of the natural. Just one of the examples, so we got to get on it. <laughs> okay, Romans 4 and 16. Because it's going to be about how you respond in the evil day. Everybody's going to have one. I said everybody's going to have one. You're going to have those days that you know you're supposed to get paid and they decided not to pay you. I had one of those recently. I was ready for slaughter. 
okay? <laughs> I was not a fan. I had a way of responding, but I had to catch myself. I said, Moki, here's your option. <laughs> this is your choice. How are you going to respond? Now, I could have been fussing and screaming and hollering, but all that strife and madness, the word says that when you are like that, in strife and bitterness and envy, mm -hmm. then you open yourself up to every evil work. Right. So I had to put a guard over my mouth. Right. So I had to watch that. Romans 4.16, therefore, inheriting the promise is the outcome of faith. How are we going to inherit what God gives us? Faith. By faith. Yes. And it depends entirely on faith. That's how we inherit. It depends on faith. So I'm not sure what you've been doing. If you've been trying to do it by faith, stop. Because it tells you how you're going to inherit the promise. By faith. And it depends entirely on faith in order that it might be given as an act of grace. God's unmerited favor. Meaning something you didn't have to work for. We talked about that before. If you work for it, it's a paycheck. Okay? That's what it is. That's what it is. If you work for it, it's a paycheck. But this is something you don't have to work for. That's why it's called grace. God has given it to us. We have been born again, saved, got back out of the hand of the enemy, redeemed out of the hand of the enemy. We didn't work for it, but we do accept it and receive it. To make it stable and valid, guaranteed to all his descendants, not only to the devotees and the inheritance of the law, but also those who share the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. He's the father of us all. That's the whole point of me telling about Galatians 3.29. We are now in Christ. We are Abraham's seed and we are heirs according to the promise. You got to know who you belong to so you know what kind of rights you have. Yes. Now, I know I can walk up to my mom. I mean, she's probably not a fan if I'm going to dig it around her pocket, but she probably won't stop me, but I got some rights there. Right. Somebody else go walking up in there. It's not going to be so sweet. So you got to know where you came from <laughs> so you know what kind of rights you have. You know, I'm, I'm okay with my family walking up. They're going to grab something in the refrigerator. I don't have a problem with them. They don't have to show any ID. But if someone from the outside that I don't know I haven't seen before, going to be a problem. Because they don't have rights to do that. But now you know who you are and you have rights. Okay. So, wash your hands. <laughs> so, again, what are we going to do to manifest this supernatural response in the evil day? Supernatural response in the evil day. Now. Couple things we need to know. We gotta do really, really, really quick. Oh my gosh. Genesis 1, 26, 27. Write it down. You're probably not gonna get a chance to get there. But when you take your time and go through your notes and listen to the word, and you understand that God said, <laughs> Genesis 1, 26, let us make man in our image. Yeah. Father, Son, Holy Ghost, in the beginning. Let us make man in our image. Okay? So we are made in the likeness of him. Yeah. So help me, Lord. <laughs> We have this opportunity. We are the mirror image of our Father. Yes. As he spoke in the beginning, in the beginning mm -hmm. when he was speaking, yes. when he spoke and saw, yes. he said, and it was. Yes. He said, and it was. He spoke, and it was. Mm -hmm. That's the same rights that we have. Yes. But understanding whatever we're going to get now, through faith, mm -hmm. we need to understand there is a battle going on on. Yes. We have an enemy. Yes, we, do. Yes. Yes, we have an enemy. Yes. And he hates our guts for a myriad of reasons, but the biggest one is the one I'm about to give to you right now. We have to go to just to see it real quick. Ezekiel 28, 12 through 15. Do it real quick. King James. Come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> come on, tablet. 
thing is slow. The thing to uh, realize here, why we're, we're in the battle, we're in the fight, <laughs> why it's a problem, 28, 12 through 15. All right. Son of man, take up a lamentation over the king of Tyre, that's Satan. Say to him, thus says the Lord, you are the full measure and pattern of exactness. Giving the finishing touch to all that co constitutes completeness, full of wisdom, perfect in all thought. Yes, perfect in beauty. This is the Amplified. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. Now, we didn't read it in King James first, and we'll probably need to go back to that. But this is describing Lucifer yes. before he became Satan. Yes. Okay. Now. Every precious stone was your covering. The carnelian, the topaz, jasper, chrysolite, whatever that word is, beryl, onyx, sapphire, carbuncle, emerald, and your settings and sockets and engravings were wrought in gold. Can we have that in King James, please? Maybe? Let me grab it real quick. Aha. Thou hast been in the Eden, excuse me, been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was that covering. Sardis, topaz, diamond, barrel, blah, blah, blah. The emerald, the carbuncle, and the gold. The workmanship of thy tabrets, of thy pipes, was prepared in thee. Of thy pipes. So he was covered with all these jewels, but on the inside he had pipes. Yes. He led praise and worship. Yes, he did. Can you imagine he had a Hammond organ in his chest? Mm -hmm. Do you understand? Wow. Can you understand? Everybody that's on praise and worship, you know when you've heard the meanest chord of your life. Yes. He said, my Lord, hammer. It was in his chest. It was in his chest. He wasn't playing around. He was perfect, designed to give perfect praise, beautiful. But he bit the hand. <laughs> 14. And the, ooh, okay, thou art the anointed cherub. That covers. He was anointed. He was fine before he messed up. I have said thee so. God made him that way. I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Chilling. 15. Thou wast perfect in all thy ways from the day that thou wast created until, until iniquity was found in him. He got kicked out. Couple things. He is a spirit. He's a spirit and had nobody. The thing that got him kicked out was envy and that he took a body. Yeah. The body that he took was a snake. <laughs> That's right. That was the boo-boo on his part. What happened there was that his rights were taken away. He didn't have what we had, but his rights were taken away. So this is where it gets um, a little touchy. Psalm <laughs> 8, 4 through 6. Not touchy for us, but definitely touchy for him. Psalm 8, 4 through 6. Come, come. I'm in a message. All right. What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, bad translation, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion, over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. Yes. Now, who's having this conversation? Happens to be the one that was kicked out. That's right. 
Satan. So he's a little perturbed because he saw how God made this dirt into a man and a woman. And now he's salty. He said, who, what is this man that you've created, that you've given them dominion, that you've given them power, that you've given them authority, which the point is now something that he doesn't have. Something he doesn't have. He no longer, he didn't ever have that, but he definitely doesn't have this. He had some, but he didn't have this. And so his problem is that if you read a little further in the, trans, in the translations of different ones, is that he's angry that we were given power, dominion, and authority without restriction. We were given power, dominion, and authority without restriction, no ties. See, he always had ties. He had ties before. Before, before he was kicked out. He could only do but so much. But now he is angry. He wants to know what is this man that you have given him something that you never gave me. I was perfect in all my ways. Who, what is this thing that you created which gets all of your time, which gets everything that I've been trying to get all along? Who is this man? It's us. It's us. And how do we get it? The finished works of the cross. So now that you understand why he hates your guts, he hates you. There's no love match. He hates you. And he will do whatever it is he can to trip you up. But the joy in that knowing is he has no power or authority because he has nobody. So when you fail, when you don't yield yourself to every evil work, when you stay out of strife, when you stop the bickering, when you stop the arguing, when you love your neighbor, when you love the one that cut you off, when you don't flip somebody a bird when you're driving, when you do all that stuff, then you do not yield yourself to him because he needs a body. But he has no power or authority of, uh, over you without a body. If you don't give it to him, he is, he's running around, I ain't got nobody. That's right. He has nobody. He has nobody. Right now, an ant crawling on the ground has more power and authority than he does. He has nobody. So any, the only way he can mess things up for you is to get you to work against yourself. Because he already knows how powerful you are. And this is the other reason why he's angry. Matthew 10 and 1. And then Luke 10, 19. All righty. And when he called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them power. Yes. He gave them what? Power. He gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. He didn't say to pray. He said to heal yes. all manner of disease. Luke 10, 19, please. All righty. Behold, I give unto you what? power to tread over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy hater over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you because he gave us dominion power and authority and it says so right there 
So if he's coming, talking his trash with his suggestions, hey, it's not going to work for you. You know, I know you went to church today. You heard that word. You got real excited. But, you know, this is not your chance. Mm -mm. That's a fiery dart. And we quench those fiery darts by putting on the whole armor of God. Those fiery darts are suggestions. And I call it monologuing. When you're sitting there, like, you know, watching Jimmy Fallon and stuff like that, he's just going to town. Nobody's really responding to him. He's just running his mouth. When you're sitting there and listening to the lies of the devil, he's monologuing. How you stop that is you open up your mouth and you let him know his end. You have no power. I've got the power. I've been given the power and I've been given authority and I am allowed to release it. Hallelujah. I've been given command and authority over that word and I'm going to use it to tear your rump up. All day long. Kicking that devil's rump. Because you've been given power and you've been given authority to do so. So now you know what you have. Now you know it's a battle. Now you know why he's upset. But it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. Give him no place. Give him no place because God has already turned the tide. Okay? Ephesians 2 and 8. We already talked about this, but in Hebrews 11 and 1, don't go there, write it down. It is impossible to please God without faith. We know this already. We know this already. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. It's a free gift. We talked about it before. It's a free gift. You don't have to work for it. God gave it to you. But you do have to accept it and acknowledge that you already have it. And acknowledge that you already have it. Okay. That's going to be important. You're going to need to do that. The grace of God is his unmerited, uh, undeserved favor. We talked about that meaning. We don't have to work for it. His grace and favor has given us everything that pertains unto life and godliness. Now we need to go to Peter 1 and 3. And these are the things that we need to know. Got to get on. Oop, there we go. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according, according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us unto the lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Take the four. Four. <laughs> to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, but God has given us everything that pertains unto life and to godliness, meaning you already have it. You already have it. I said you already have it. I need you to say, I already have it. I already have it. Healing. Deliverance. Freedom from depression. Prosperity. Wholeness, soundness, you already have it. It is yours already. You already have it. You already have it. Now, I know in some tradition and some things we've been seeing that this kind of like the thing that we all grew up with, you know, and we were kind of having laughing about this conversation. Well, you know, we're just going to petition God and just keep bombarding the gates of whatever and get God to do whatever. He's already done it. He's already done it. He has already done it. So what are you trying to get him to do? He's given you everything that pertains into life and godliness. This is your opportunity now to take hold of what he's already done. Now I'm going to tell you how silly this is. Now, this is my example. Okay. Thank you. Mom, I need my paper. Can you give me my paper? 
Please, can you give me my paper? I know that you love me. Give me my paper. I know Jesus went to the cross so I can have this piece of paper. I know that I know that you love me. Can I have my paper? I, I want my paper. I'm gonna pray and fast for another thousand hours. I need, can I have the, can I have my paper? You got it already. See how silly that is? See how ridiculous that is? Because you already have it. You already have it. Satan is counting on you not to know what you have already. Yeah. He's counting on you just to spin around and waste as much time as possible. But you've been given power and you've been given authority. And what you need has already been placed on the inside of you. And it's been placed there since the beginning. Yeah. Since Mr. Hotface is mad because he realizes that we don't have what, that he doesn't have what we have. Right. It's already in you. Yeah. Because God has already turned the tide. Yeah. Past tense. Already turned the tide. Already done. It is already done. So what is it that you have not been taking or appropriating or, or, or taking a pretty much handle of what you're supposed to have? Now, we already talked about faith, what faith is, and how it operates. But these are things that every believer needs to know about faith. And it's going to sound weird. Don't stone me. Don't throw tomatoes or anything like that. Um, but it is the truth, okay? Believers must know what faith is and what it isn't. All right, number one, what faith is not. Faith is our positive response to God's grace. Faith is our positive response to God's grace, to what he has already given to us through the finished works of the cross. That's what faith is. It is not, however, faith is not something we do to get God to respond. Faith is not something we do to get God to respond. It's already done. However, faith is what you use to lay hold of it. Faith is what you use to obtain it. Faith is what you go and grab hold of, what Jesus has already obtained. How we maintain that is through faith. I know it's quiet. Don't be mad. Put your stones away. Put your produce down. Y'all be careful now. Faith does not move God. Faith doesn't move God. He's already done. Jesus is seated on the right hand. Already done. I know it's quiet. It's going to be all right. But let me tell you what faith does. Faith will move us into position to receive what he has already done. Faith moves us into position. We have little, um, we have my mom's uh, elephants under the table. And they've been there for a little bit. So now they've had a chance to make some footprints. And I can always tell when somebody comes over and they've got really long legs and they go and they kick my elephants over. And I'm like, don't worry about it. They're like, no, no, no. I'm going to put them back in their rightful spot. How would they know? Because they've made little insets. Yeah. They've moved them back over into their rightful position right. where they're supposed to be. It's like what faith's supposed to do for you. Just move you over into what God has already provided for you because it's already done. Okay. Hang in there, guys. We're almost done. <laughs> faith does not cause a positive response from God. Sorry. It doesn't cause a positive response because it's already done. Does it cause a positive response? It's something that's done already. All right. It's already done. <laughs> it's, already done. 
It is a positive response to what God has already provided. Yes. To what he has already provided for us. Yes. And we lay hold of it. Father, I thank you for my healing. Yes. Father, I thank you for my prosperity. Father, I thank you for my prosperity in the middle of me looking at red in the bank account. Father, I thank you that I am the head and not the tail, even though they just took that position away. Father, I thank you. It is faith that allows you to hold and grab what God has already provided for you. That is what you are doing. You are responding opposite to the natural circumstances. And when you do, hallelujah, there is a manifestation, supernatural manifestation that gets you out of that, that moves you over. Like, what was that? We're not going to get a chance to get to it, but the Shunammite woman, we talked about this at the very end, but it doesn't get any worse than dead. That's right. And her child was dead. But we go back in the beginning, like I said, we don't have the time to get there. She was doing her thing, knew that the man of God was there. Her and her husband built a little place for him to come and, and, and pray and do all the stuff he needed to do. She didn't want anything from him, so he was sending Gehazi out there. He said, find out what she wants. You know, she want a position in the court. She said, no, I hang out with my own peeps. I don't need anything like that. And so Gehazi, he said, Gehazi, what does woman want? He said, well, you know what? She doesn't have a son. She has no child, and her husband's old. Okay. So <laughs> he told her, yeah, and her husband's old. That's all I'm going to say. And um, <laughs> so he told her, according to the time of life, this time next year you're going to have a son. She said, man of God, don't lie to me. She said, don't, don't, don't lie to me now. <laughs> she said, stop, stop fooling around. You know I got an old man. Stop playing. But it's okay. So you know what? He worked it all out, and sure enough, she had a little boy. Praise his name. She had an heir. Anyway, the boy was out with his father, and of course, he was probably heat stroke, but the kid was out there working with them. Anyway, he said his head was hurting. That's probably what it was. And anyway, his father, sorry, dads, go to your mother. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so they bring, bring him to the mother. And he lays on her lap the entire time. Child dies at noon. She dies at noon. He, excuse me, he dies at noon. So she's got an opportunity right here. There's an opportunity for her. She can respond to the dead kid on her lap, or she can respond outside of what's in front of her. That was her choice. So you know what? She went and laid this child on a man of God, where, the place where she built for the man of God. His room, laid him on the bed, yep. closed the door behind her. I didn't realize this until I was looking at it and setting it out. She didn't tell her husband that the kid was dead. Didn't mention it. But he saw her getting ready to go, and he's asking questions. Where are you going? He's like, it's not new moon. We're not doing these sacrifices. Like, what's up? Where are you going? She's like, I'm going to see the man of God. He was like, what? She said, look, don't nobody stop me. Right. Took the fastest, the first thing smoking, and she went to go see the man of God. Right. She told nobody, don't stop me. I'm on my way to see him. The, the prophet saw that she was coming. He said, this is Shunammite, Sengi Hazel out there. Poor guy, run his legs off. Find out what's wrong with her, what's going on with her, what do we need to do? So she said, <laughs> she's got to go see him. And he said, well, look, ask her. Is everything okay with her? Is everything okay with the husband? Is everything okay with the child? Again, here is her chance to respond. Yeah. She can wig out or she can do something opposite. Yeah. And, and responding against the supernatural will help her in this situation. She can respond to or against. And she said, all shall be well. All shall be well was her response. It shall be well, excuse me. It shall be well. She knew she left the dead kid on the bed. Her response was, it shall be well. She went in there. She told him what was going on. They hopped it up. 
So Gehazi, look, we got stuff to do. If anybody says, hey, don't say hi. Anybody else is going on, don't speak to them. We've got somewhere to go. He told them what to do, blah, blah, blah. Laid face to face, hand to hand, nose to nose, prayed on the kid, this, that, and the third. Child came back. Sneezed seven times, child came back. He called the mama in, she took a boy. All was well. She had an opportunity to respond in a different manner. But the way she responded caused a supernatural response. When you are stuck in a situation, when you are stuck, when you don't have what you need, when they told you that you were no longer approved, when they've told you these things, you have an opportunity to go with it or outside of it. But God has given you everything you need. It's on the inside. You must acknowledge it. Yes, the healing that you need right now, it's on the inside. Yes, the deliverance that you need, it is on the inside. All the things that you were looking for, we didn't get anywhere near where we were supposed to get to. But understanding, God makes everything come out right for you. He's already turned the tide. He's already changed it already. You got the answer you need on the inside. How do you get this answer? I've told you, you have a supply. He's told us we have a supply. What are we going to do about the supply? If it's on the inside of you, what do you do? What do you do? You got to speak. The word says that your tongue is like the pen of a ready writer. You've got to esteem the word of God higher. And what does that mean? Esteeming the word of God higher means that you're going to put God's word above everything. It says right there in Psalm 132 and some stuff, it says that God honors his word higher than his name. His word is higher than his name. That's why we want you to get the word of God all the time. You've got to use that word and keep using it and keep using it over and over again. So when the situation is trying to come as a fiery dart, you know what to do. You've got to esteem God's word higher. What do you do? Lord, I thank you. Lord, I remember that time. I remember that time, Lord, and they were trying to do this, that, and the other, but you made a way for me. Lord, I thank you that when I thought I didn't have any food, somebody came through. Lord, I thank you when I needed money for that bill, and then I, Lord, I released my authority over that situation. Somebody knocked at the door and gave me $200. Lord, I thank you when they told me I wasn't going to get that position and I needed to have different credentials. But, Lord, I thank you that I came in and I was the only one. They sent the rest of them away. Why? Because I esteemed God's word higher. You esteem God's word higher. He knows what he's doing, but he's looking for you to speak you've been given power and authority with no restrictions you have to speak to these things you have to speak to the mountains you've got to tell them where to go you've got to tell them what to do this is what jesus went to the cross for the finished works of the cross this is why you have power this is why you have authority god has already turned the tide and it's on the inside of you you need to stand up yes don't play with this how bad do you want it when you get mad and angry and you didn't had enough, I mean, when you grit your lips like this, mm-hmm. you didn't had all you gonna take. That's right. And you know what that is. That's right. Don't you? That's right. When you didn't had enough of enough. That's right. You know deep down in your sanctified soul what you need to do. That's right. You need to begin to speak in your prayer language. Uh, yeah. You pray in the morning and you pray at night yeah. so that God can give you utterance. Lord, I thank you for your wisdom. Hallelujah. Yeah. Because you've turned the tide. Hallelujah. Yeah. He's turned the tide. He's turned the tide. Yes. We're off clock now, so this is just for us. That's right. <laughs> God has turned the tide. Yes, he has. Why this is important? We've had, for many years, 
Thank God for our pastors. Amen. And they make it so important that when we pray and during corporate prayer, not just corporate prayer, but that you pray in your prayer language. Yes. And we've had doctrine over the years telling us that it is not important. That is the trick of the enemy. I didn't already told you who hates us. And he's known for over 2,000 years the power and authority that you have. So any way that he could disguise your way of winning, because the word says we win every battle all the time, thanks be unto God, who always causes us to triumph and who always gives us the victory. We got it all the time. We have it all the time. Let me just tell you something. I just had this thing going on. Me and my mom talking all the time. I said, Mom, guess what? I've already got it. She says, yeah, I know you do. I said, listen to me. I know I already have it. So when I said it, it was like in the Matrix. You know in the Matrix movie, when he realizes he is the one and he bends the Matrix around him, he realized who he really was? I said, Mom, because I know I already have it, then I shut down the fiery darts. That's right. He can't talk me out of something that I already have. Yeah, he right. cannot talk you out of what you got. People cannot talk me out of the brain that I've got between my two ears. I haven't seen it, but I know I got it. That's he right. can't talk me out of my heart. I know it's pumping in my chest. I haven't held it, but I know it's right there. He can't talk me out of that. Yeah. Just like he can't talk you out of what belongs to you when you've acknowledged. Yes. It's on the inside yeah, of you. That's right. When you've acknowledged, yeah, yeah. no devil, I am healed. No yeah. devil, I am the righteousness of God. Yeah. You're not going to bring my past up to me. Oh, no. Jesus went to the cross for that. I am the righteousness of God. Yeah. And I can use and exercise my rights and authority. Authority, hallelujah, yeah. with no restrictions. No restrictions, Rhema. Right. What is it that you've been punking around with? That's right. What is it? Stop playing. That's right. Stop playing. We ain't got time for no mess like this. That's right. As long as you wanted it, God wanted you to have it before that. That's right. He wanted you to have it before that. He don't nobody want you to have it more than he does. That's right. But just to make sure, he made sure before there was a thought of you that there was provision for you. Wow. Not just provision, that there was supply. So he knew that you were going to need this to be taken care of before you knew that you were going to need it to be taken care of. He knew that you were going to need healing for a disease that didn't have a name before you knew that yes. that was coming down the pike. He knew already, and he made the way. Yes. He made the way. There is a supply, yes. and the supply is so wonderful that he kept it on the inside of you. It's on the inside. It's on the inside. Yes, it is. Yes, but it when is. you pray in tongues, and you don't have to be in a fiery, fevery pitch, when you pray in tongues, hallelujah, you already know that you're praying the most perfect prayer. The most perfect prayer. You are praying in your most holy faith. Cannot be touched. Hallelujah. And when you pray, hallelujah, in your prayer language, you have the right to say, Father, I thank you for interpretation of what I just spoke. Lord, I thank you for the wisdom. Lord, I thank you for direction. I just spoke the answer. I just prayed the answer. I just spoke the answer. I just spoke the answer. It's in me. I've had it with me all along. This is not Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz. She had the shoes on the whole time. You had the answer the whole time. 
You had provision the whole time. Your healing has been in your heart the whole time. The whole time. The peace you needed has already been in you. Hallelujah. Already there, Rhema? Already. He can't talk you out of what you have. The scriptures are just to keep you steady. Just to keep you steady. Not like, oh, what am I going to do with that? It's already done. Okay. Okay. Lord, I thank you. And then when you use that scripture and you use that word and you beat the snot out of him, you put a handle on it. I am the apple of his eye because he loves me. God makes everything come out right for me because he loves me. God made me the head and not the tail because he loves me. Everything works out right for me because he loves me. He put everything I put my hands to shall, will, and must prosper with good result because he loves me. And watch it change. The physical manifestation of the change because it's already done. It's already done. Thank you for listening to today's message. Visit www.rwolfc.com for articles, blog posts, message references, and our monthly calendar of events. 